what is good? Welcome to Spirit Bill Real Talk with Juliana. I am your host, Juliana Page, and I am so excited that you are here. I am an author, a speaker, and a professional life coach, but really, I am here to give you practical wisdom that you can integrate into every area of your life so that you can thrive and not just survive. So if you are ready to live a spirit-led life and level up your inner game so that you can win in your outer game. Let's dive right in. What is good, everybody? Hello, hello. Please tell me I'm not the only one that does this, but I currently have at least five books that I can think of from the top of my head that I am in the process of working through. I usually read around two a month, I would say, as a a consistent plan. And I don't put a lot of thought into it. It's just something that I've always done. I love learning. I love learning. And I just feel like if I'm not challenging my thoughts, if I'm not growing in my knowledge, what am I doing, right? So I love learning. Now I will say they're usually all around the same topic or theme. So for example, there was a lot of time where I was studying storytelling because I'm obsessed with that. I have so much passion for storytelling because that's how we connect, right? That's how we build relationships. That's how we we create traditions. That's how we build history and pass on legacy. It's story. And we're transformed, right, by testimonies. So I love stories so much. So I went to grad school for film production. So that gives you a sense. Uh, another topic that I love is emotional intelligence. So I do a lot of study on dysfunctional emotional things that can happen like codependency, people pleasing, what dysfunctional emotional patterns look like in relationships so that you can have a simplified way to articulate something complex. And I always am studying spiritually, whether that is really walking out the call that's on your life, how to stand in your in your purpose, how to really uncover your purpose because I had a thought about this the other day that purpose isn't actually something that we search for and I remember in my own life story when many many years of my life that's what I exactly what I was doing I was searching and searching and trying to figure out a lot of these questions that every human asks who am I why am I here (laughs) what am I supposed to be doing with my life where am I going right I really felt sort of in this soul crisis for many years of my life. And in all the searching, I could not figure out what my purpose was, right? I just kept searching. There was things that I liked. There was things that I was passionate about. There was things that I uncovered that I was gifted at. However, none of that felt like purpose. And so the thought that I had is that purpose is something that we are brought into the world with. It's literally something that is imprinted on us by God, right? So our job isn't to go and search for it. Our job is to actually read our manual (laughs) and figure out how to activate different parts of ourselves so that we can understand how God uniquely formed ourselves, right? And how he's wired us, right? So it's a 
really interesting thing. But at any rate, I don't know if I'm one of those weirdos, but I love learning and being able to simplify otherwise really complex ideas and concepts. So hopefully that's part of what this podcast does is it does break down some of the complexities of things and brings fresh perspective to you through the format of Spirit-Filled Real Talk. So with that, my nerd self was studying Psalm 112. I nerded out on this and I am still studying it and still breaking it down because the word tells us to meditate on God's word day and night, right? So I want to break down just a simple piece of this because this is similar or it builds on a message that I recently did. Go back and give that one a listen if you hadn't. So, so good. But it's called Calm, Cool, and Collected. (laughs) So really how we're searching for something stable and how really we can be a stabilizing element in the midst of everything that we're walking through and everything that we're facing. So go give that a listen. But Psalm 112 really adds on to that. It really talks about keys to becoming stable and prosperous and really identifying what that word prosperous means or what God intends that to mean. Because there's a lot of different uh, teachings on that that aren't necessarily helpful. (laughs) So I am highlighting this verse for you all. Just make a mental note, maybe screenshot this podcast so you remember to go back and take a look at it. But I'll read this promise to you and then I'll break down some of my key takeaways, okay? So it can be something that you look forward to going and studying yourself. So here is Psalm 112, 1 through 10. Blessed is the man who fears the Lord, who delights greatly in his commandments. His offspring shall be mighty in the land. The generation of the upright shall be blessed. Wealth and riches shall be in his house, and his righteousness endures forever. To the upright, there arises light in the darkness. He is gracious and full of compassion and righteous. A good man shows generous favor and lends. He will guide his affairs with justice. Surely the righteous man shall not be moved. The righteous shall be in everlasting remembrance. He shall not be afraid of evil tidings. His heart is fixed, trusting in the Lord. His heart is established. He shall not be afraid until he sees triumph upon his enemies. He has given away freely. He has given to the poor. His righteousness endures forever. His horn shall be exalted with honor. The wicked shall see it and be grieved. He shall gnash his teeth and melt away. The desire of the wicked shall perish. O-M-G. That is, to me, such a strong word. And you literally, it's one of those words that you've got to take line by line. And sometimes you need to study different definitions of individual words if you really want to go deep. But it's very, very powerful. And it's One of my favorite psalms, just because it reveals blessings and characteristics of a person who fears the Lord and who delights greatly in his commandments. We don't often hear about that. We don't often talk about that. There's not a lot of messages that I've heard that break this down. And it, it, to me, is defining what it looks like to be a spiritually stable believer. Okay? Like, to me, I'm like, that's the goal, right? Like, I don't want to be a crazy, anxious 
believer that looks just like everyone else in the world, like, what am I doing, right? I want to be a spiritually stable believer in an example of that, right? Someone who is fixed and established in the Lord. That's a really great self-check right there. Am I fixed and established in the Lord, right? (laughs) Am I doing what the word is highlighting that's going to benefit my soul? Seeking the kingdom first, abiding in the Lord, Uh, meditating on the word day and night, giving him praise and thanks, rejoicing, right? Am I doing that? Being a spiritually stable believer is one who is fixed and established in the Lord, single-minded, holy cow, right? Think about that. Single-minded, do you have a singular focus or is your focus really diluted? It's got a lot going on. Steadfast and righteous. So, A spiritually stable believer, as Psalm 112 defines it, is one who is fixed and established in the Lord, single-minded, steadfast, and righteous. Come on, right? I mean, I don't see a better path to set us free from the traps and bondages of Satan, right, than to be a spiritually stable believer. Am I right? Right? The Satan's goal really has been to keep us from everything God has promised and purpose for our lives, right? And I'm not about that life, right? And sometimes we're in ignorance. Sometimes we don't know. The veil hasn't been lifted. Sometimes we go back to sin, right? But that thought that Satan's goal is to try to keep us from everything God has promised and purpose for our lives, that stirs up something in me. Am I just going to let that happen? I'm just going to sit back and be naive to what Satan is up to? Nah, nah, (laughs) right? At the root of his attacks too, there's this effort to shake us and make us insecure and unstable in our trust and faith in God. I'm going to say that again because it's deep, okay? So at the root of anything that Satan is trying to do in our lives is an effort to shake us and make us insecure and unstable in our trust and in our faith in God. Right? And this is what the Bible calls double mindedness. And it says in James 1 8, a double minded man is unstable in all of his ways. Okay? So if you just scan your life right now and you look at where you felt these things, where you felt insecure, where you felt unstable, where you feel like you're questioning God and your faith is wavering, right? Is it possibly that you've got double mindedness operating there? Right? Now, some of the things that that can open the door to that are rejection and rebellion, right? And rebellion is really where we are not willingly and lovingly following and obeying God, right? So think about that. The The opposite, though, it's not, to me, it's not as important to get caught up in that. It's, it's what's the solution? What's the alternative? Like, that doesn't sound good at all, right? Like, mm-mm. <laughs> My highest self is not coming out of living like that, right? But the heart, okay, the heart of a person who fears the Lord is fixed, established, sure, and confident. Wow, right? Check that out. The heart of a person who fears the Lord is fixed, established, sure, and confident. It mirrors God's character in love and holiness. His heart does not reject or rebel against the things of God, right? That is so, so powerful to me. And back to the point too that I mentioned earlier, many lessons and principles that we hear about prosperity do not teach it from the perspective of someone who is prosperous from within. 
And that's where it's at, right? The Bible says that we are to prosper even as our souls prosper. And our soul is our mind, our will, and emotion, right? Prosperity then is more than financial abundance, which we often hear about, and having a lot of money. You can have money. How many of you know? You can have money and no prosperity. If your marriage, if your relationships are all messed up, if your mind, your body, and your spirit are messed up, and you have no peace, then I would argue that you are not prospering. So what Psalm 112 is presenting is how we can actively become like the man of Psalm 112 and how that can be our goal. This man is a type of Christ, right? And the characteristics or traits that this passage reveals cannot be achieved except in Christ, right? In our own power, in our own strength, we can't live supernaturally like that. That's a supernatural lifestyle, right? But this, these verses within Psalm 112 reveal the key to being truly prosperous from the inside out. Prosperous in the sense that God intends for all of his people. So I just wanted to highlight a few more perspectives that I was getting when I was really studying this in my quiet time because it's just so stinking powerful, okay? But I really want to hone in on this thought that prosperity flows from the inside out, okay? Prosperity is actually a result of salvation. Prosperity is part of our covenant with God, right? And is the full manifestation of shalom or peace, okay? Which in Hebrew, if you do word study, that actually means wholeness, health, healing, favor, and a blessed life. Meaning, this shalom word, right, means you enjoy your relationships, you have healthy relationships, you have a healthy mind and body and healthy finances. And this true prosperity is a result of prospering on the inside. So this was so revelatory to me. Anytime, hear me, (laughs) hear this, please, okay? Anytime you are not prospering, do not look to blame anyone or anything else. Look on the inside. Look on the inside. Ask God to show you what is not stable in your life and in your heart, right? Because it's out of the heart that flow the issues of life, right? So a couple of verses that I would write and declare or pray and just allow Holy Spirit to minister to me with. Psalm 26.2, examine me, O Lord, and test me. Try my affections in my heart. Because sometimes we're blind to ourselves, right? So God can highlight ever so gently (laughs) areas of opportunity for, for us to see where we're not prospering, right? Or why that is. Another one, Psalm 139, 23 to 24. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my concerns and see if there is any rebellious way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. So I guess logic, right, or common sense would tell me that if I'm not seeking God, if I'm not diligent about my connection and cultivating a relationship, I will wander, right? Like I will, like I'll drift. That's what happens. If you've ever been out in the middle of the ocean, all you got to do is stop treading water and you start drifting, right? Like the, You end up in a totally different, you kind of look at your stuff on the beach, right? And then you see that you've gone 
so far away from where you originally planted all your stuff, right? If you're out in the water, similar to us, right? Like if we are not actively pursuing God, right, we'll drift too, okay? So one of the things that we can do to bring stability and to bring prosperity into our lives is to ask God to show us if there's anything we need to be healed of and delivered from so that what's on the inside can manifest on the outside, okay? Third uh, John 2 says this, Beloved, I pray that all may go well with you and that you may be in good health, even your soul is well, okay? So my takeaway here is that if you are not prosperous on the inside, then any outward prosperity you obtain will be destroyed, You literally cannot sustain outward prosperity without being inwardly stable. And there's a lot of people. I I coach them. I work with them. There's a lot of people. I've been here too, (laughs) right? There's a lot of people who are trying to prosper financially, physically, and mentally, you know, working out by eating healthy and exercising, right? Working towards having peace and a sound mind, maybe like manifesting that in a yoga studio, All these people want to prosper. They believe it's God's will for them to prosper. Yet, it's amazing to me how many of these same people who really have a relationship with God and, you know, could even claim to be walking or seemingly be walking the the holiest lifestyle, right? But yet, they are not prospering in their health and their minds and their finances or in their relationships. They're unhappy, they're unsatisfied, they're confused, they're mixed up, right? Like they're not prospering and that's an issue of the heart, right? Because a double-minded man is unstable in all of his ways, right? We need to actively check ourselves, right? We need to be able to see what's going on in our heart that is causing us to be double-minded, right? What is causing us to engage in indecision and doubting and wavering and inconsistency, right? We can't be comfortable living like that because it will greatly limit the fulfilling and enjoyable life that God promises us, right? So that is one of the things that I want to highlight there. Another thing is the good news is once you know being unstable, (laughs) Once you know what it's like to be in dysfunction and doubt and fear and just to have little faith, oh ye of little faith, right? The promise of a stable and prosperous life that's presented in Psalm 112 is very attractive, right? And you will have solid motivation to go after that, right? And to activate that in your life because you know the alternative. And that eventually is something that you don't want any more of. Enough is enough. And sometimes we have to get that to that enough is enough place, but you don't have to. But some in, in some instances, maybe that is what it takes, right? Now, I will say this is very different than having a perfect life, okay? So perfect is not the goal. Like in the world, you've heard phrases like progress, not perfection. There's some truth to that, but I think it's helpful to understand what the Bible means by perfection, Okay, so perfect is actually what the Bible identifies as complete, mature, godly, and consistent. Wow, right? Perfect is what the Bible identifies as complete, mature, godly, and consistent. Okay, so essentially these are people that have made a decision to follow the wisdom of God and it guides them in everything they do. 
And if anything comes up in their lives that challenges God's wisdom, they've already made up their mind to reject it. So they're not going to get into confusion. They're not going to waver. They're not going to freak out, right? They're stable-minded, okay? So powerful reminder right there. And I just want to share a couple of things of, of what these folks believe from Psalm 112. They believe these promises and they're actually walking them out, okay? So number one, if we fear God, then our lives will be blessed. If we honor God, then our lives will be blessed. If we worship God through obedience, then we will have generational blessing and increase, right? How many of you want that? How many of you are are working diligently to, to break generational curses and get delivered from your own issues so you don't pass those on? It's a big deal. If we Number three, if we intimately know the God we serve, then we will have more than enough. Wealth and riches will dwell in our houses. So this is not just getting by. This is not paycheck to paycheck. If we intimately know the God we serve, then we will have more than enough. If we operate with grace and compassion, then light will shine on the dark places in our lives. If we guide our affairs with wisdom and justice, then good will come to us. We will live prosperous and successful lives. If we remain uncompromisingly righteous, then we will not be overcome with evil and we will be remembered forever. If we remain fixed, trusting in God, then our hearts will be established and we will triumph over the enemy. And lastly, if we give generously, then we will be exalted with honor. This, all of this is what becoming like the man in Psalm 112 looks like, okay? So this is, is as I mentioned a minute ago, something that can't be achieved except living in Christ by the power of the Holy Spirit, right? So these verses are really highlighting keys to being truly prosperous, living a life of wholeness, of peace, of favor, of health in your relationships, your mind, your body, your finances, right? And it's really as we go deeper into these truths and realize them that we can start calling on them and activating them and partnering with Holy Spirit to bring that forth in our life, right? So just want to drive this home. There are consequences to accepting and living an unstable life. And our success really is a result of our choices. Where we are today is a direct result of the choices and decisions we've made in our life, right? James 1, 6 through 8 again says this, He who wavers is like a wave of the sea, driven and tossed with the wind. Let not that man think that he will receive anything from the Lord. A double-minded man is unstable in all of his ways. Okay, so... When we waver, when we're just tossed around, we watch the news, we freak out, we, we murmur and complain to a friend, and then we, we vent about something that's going on at work, and then we freak out about whatever it is, right? We're unstable. <laughs> we're unstable. And a lot of times we just live that way expecting that that's normal. And we find other people that live that exact same way and can mirror all of that back to us, right? But God wants us to live a stable and holy life right? <laughs> that was a Selah moment. Pause for thinking about that, right? 
You don't have to live an unstable, double-minded life. You don't have to. You don't have to live in a state of constant internal and external havoc, doubting and wavering about if God cares or if he's going to come through for you, right? We don't have to live like that at all, okay? So it's, it's just something that we need to look at because if we don't look at this instability in our own life, what's going to happen is we're going to have an unstable life in the relationship that we have with ourselves. We're going to have an unstable life in the relationship we have with others. And we're going to have an unstable life in the relationship that we have with God, right? And again, that is not what God is after. We God is not after us living in instability and doubt and fear, okay? So my, my heart on today is to encourage you to go check out Psalm 112 and see maybe if there's a certain version that speaks to you more than another, but read that verse and let just let it read it out loud. That's one of the best things that we can do. Don't read it just in your head. Read it out loud and speak that over yourself, right? What does it look like for me to be fixed and established in the Lord? Single-minded, steadfast and righteous. I love doing scaling exercises just to give me a pulse on where I'm at. On a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being I'm walking this out, right? And 1 being like, I ain't even close. Where am I at in terms of being fixed and establishing God and being this spiritually stable believer? Am I there? Am I close? And where are my opportunities, right? And this stuck out to me so much that the heart of a person who fears the Lord is fixed, established, sure, and confident. And I think, how often do I drift from that? Right? The the most creative, fulfilling, gratifying moments come when I am fearing the Lord, when I'm fixed and established, sure, and confident in his goodness and in who he is. Right? So if you are somebody who wants enjoyable, life-giving relationships, a healthy mind, body, and finances, then be willing, if you are not prospering in any area, to not look to blame anyone or anything else, but go look on the inside, but not by yourself, but with God, right? Because it requires you and Holy Spirit to do this kind of work, right? Ask God to show you What is not stable in your life and in your heart, right? And this is, again, not going for perfect. And it's not about guilt, shame, or condemnation. But it's looking at where am I believing wrong, right? Where am I just living double-minded? Like, where am I not in agreement with being complete, mature, godly, and consistent, right? Sometimes it just takes looking at wherever you're not showing up consistently to, to give you some feedback, right? When we remain in agreement, or as I say, aligned with God's plan for our lives, that's when we're blessed, when we're happy, when we're satisfied, when we're content. It's when we willingly shift out of that by prioritizing other things, by by letting the world take over, by walking in the flesh again, right? That that we, we can't live in alignment, in clarity, in peace. We lose sight of that, right? But the more we depend on God, the more he can do through us. So that's my encouragement to you on today is to meditate on Psalm 112. 
and examine with God (laughs) what it would look like for you to be an example of being a spiritually stable believer. And if you showed up that way, how would that impact every area of your life? Powerful message, guys. Powerful stuff right here. So I'm going to release you to think about that. And if you want some extra resources, you can go to julianapage.com. There's the God's Vibes Matter books over there. You don't have to read them in any kind of order. They they both have a different purpose. So just give them a look. See what is speaking to you. There is a course over there. There's coaching programs and different ways for us to connect. So go check that out. Make sure you follow or comment over here, and you can also follow me over on YouTube and subscribe to the channel so you can get more messages like this. All right, guys, until next time, stay blessed.